The following episode contains strong language, sexual and crude humor, references to drugs and alcohol, and scenes of violence. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. Um, as you're kind of finishing up your dinner with uh, Ruth Day, you see Yar Trav walk in. He only knows you with your glamour charm as current. And he he knows the real you, though, as being the guy who fucking imprisoned him. And he catches eyes with you. And he immediately just books it. I'm gonna fucking haul ass after him. Oh, you planning on bombing this, too? No. I live on land now. I left that life behind. I left Atlantis behind. Can I roll an insight check, see if he's telling the truth? Absolutely. Damn, it's only a seven, so 17. He believes what he says. There was a mass exodus of Atlanteans from Atlantis, and they've become more prominent, particularly in the areas surrounding Riverside. Ooh. There has been a colony of sorts that has formed outside into the international waters beyond Riverside. Hell yeah, some Atlantean refugees. Uh, Sass, you know, following the invasion is just uh, really trying to... We can't replace Union, we're not nearly that big, but we're just trying to expand our network uh, and and letting people know that we're available. Uh, They've been sending more agents on missions and stuff. Ruby, you're out in LA this weekend. Getting some sun. I'm assuming I'm out here working. Yeah, they've got you on the latest... Code of the Road. You're on the set of the latest Code of the Road film. Uh, with, with, uh, Johnny Action. Thrash Howard. Johnny Action and Thrash Howard. And you see the blur stops, and it's a kid, probably guess, probably 14 or 15. Hispanic. He's got, like, a blue pullover face mask, like a snow mask, and, like, a leather jacket with a blue tint to it. Hey, kid. Holy crap, visual aid? Uh, I'm a big fan. And you can call me Sonic Boom. We fade back in to a Los Angeles street corner. Ruby, it's late at night, and you have just met Sonic Boom. Oh, man. Um, you said we should uh, t- t- take these guys to the cops? He points down to the two unconscious uh, would-be robbers down on the ground. Usually I would call them. I'm obviously not from this area, and I'm guessing you probably don't have any connections with the police yet. No, not, not technically. Also, should you get rid of that? And he points to, like, the wall that you had created to trip them. Sure. I put my hand on it, and it's gone. I, my plan was just kind of, I was going to go drop them off in front of the police station. That works. Don't currently have a speedster on my team. So, you know, it seems like it'd be a lot faster for you to do that. Bullshit. Yardak's always quick to jump to conclusions. 
I could run you there and then come back and get them. Uh, why don't we do them first? Let's let's get them to the police first. So no chance of them escaping. All right. Uh, he rubs his hands together. He says, all right, let's give this a go. In just a flash, he grabs them. You see just a zoom and he grabs one and they're gone. And then a couple seconds later, he comes back and goes, Whew, <sighs> and then he grabs the other and he's gone and he comes back. That was fast. They're outside of the police station. Uh, is that uh, uh, how do you normally do this? Definitely done the drop off in front of the police station before. Do you leave like a note? Yeah. Let, why, don't, why don't we leave a note? Uh, I don't have any like paper or anything. Fucking amateur. I make a paper and pencil. You don't ever have it. I make it for you. No, I talk to the cops because I'm not a fucking introvert, or at least I'm not playing one. <laughs> <laughs> You're also not a child. Yeah. I used to be. I was like, we could leave a note, or we, we could tell them. I mean, you're, I assume he's in a costume of some kind, right? Uh, so the exact thing he's wearing is a blue-tinted leather jacket and, like, a blue pullover ski mask. Well, you kind of look like a bank robber right now. I, 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 yeah, yeah. It's hard to get a costume. We could leave a note. I can go with, uh, in with you since I'm, I guess, recognizable enough that you knew who I was. I had heard you were in town, so I didn't know if this was, like, secret work. Yeah. Work of some kind. Yeah, I guess kind of secret. You know, that's that's probably a good thing. Yeah, let's leave, leave a note. But it, it wouldn't be bad to have any police you know that are trustworthy if to like get their number. That way you can call them if you need them. Okay, I'll, I'll take that advice. Uh, I, don't, I don't think for this time, though. That's fair. So I, I make a piece of paper and a pencil and I hand it to him. And he very carefully like writes out, caught robbing store on like 37th and, and Boulevard, uh, signed. Sonic Boom. I make him like a sleek blue, uh, more superhero-esque mask. Oh, wow. This might be a little bit more, uh, superhero-esque. Are we talking, like, face-covering mask? Like, what he has? Are we talking a domino mask? I'm imagining, like, Red Hood mask, even though it's that's not, like, design-wise. It should be like a helmet. He's a speedster. If he falls and cracks his noggin, it's fucking game over. You know, it is like a helmet because this is a child and Ruby's worried about him. You you make this helmet for him and he goes, wow, I don't know what to say. Thank you. Of course. Oh my God, this is so cool. I could have never made something like this or, or found something like this. My powers can come in handy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You, you, guys, you guys have such cool powers. Thank you. Of course. Little bitch ain't brought us up yet, Yardak. He said you guys. Mm-hmm. Fuck us. We're chopped liver. Are you working with anyone? You got a, got a team or anything? Gosh, no, no. This is my first. I said this is my first night. Um, I assume you seem young. I mean, I mean, you know, not too young. I'm, I'm old enough to be out here, you know, defending my city and and stopping the criminal element. Hopefully, do I? I uh, do I know any superheroes that are based in Los Angeles? You definitely don't personally know any. I'm trying to think about. I was say no one that you know that's based in Los Angeles. Definitely people that have had adventures in in Los Angeles. I think I probably I just I'm from the East Coast. It's the it's the issue. There's almost certainly it's too big of a city not to have somebody. I guess you also know that there is a union base. I guess is the other thing, or not a full on union base, but a union outpost like Riverside has now. Out of trust, have you done any testing at union or anything? Do you know how you got your powers? I mean, it's kind of personal, but I mean, I just I just they happened. I, I that's that's fair. I, I, I don't have anything more than that. I just, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading. I assume I'm, I'm some kind of post-human. You would think. But I, I, I'm just, it's wild because I've been geeking out about, about you guys in Riverside. And then this happened, you know? Would you want to 
get any kind of testing done to try and learn more about this? If you think that's a good idea, then yeah. I mean, not tonight, right? No, because one, it's a school night, and I assume school is something you should go to in the morning. Of course, of course. I'm, 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 I, I never miss school, actually. Good. I assume it's probably easier to get there now. Yeah, yeah. Here, and I give him my visual aid phone number. Okay. Um, a phone I use for, uh, for the superhero stuff. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, can I, can I wait to text you back? I'm going to get a phone like that. Yeah, th- that's a good idea. That way, you know, for, for this kind of thing, or to give out to people you help if you want them to be able to contact you. I, I mean, it's not that I don't trust you. It's just, you know. Yeah, it's good to keep these things separate. You know, know who, know who has which number. Yeah. Thank you. Did you, were you on your way somewhere? Can I help? And I go, oh, I was going there. And I point to the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I will text you as soon as I have a phone. Uh, visual? Visual aid? Yeah, it was nice to meet you, Sonic Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. Uh, are you going to talk to Hyperact or, or Laserhawk or Yardak? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably tell them. I can tell them I met a cool new hero tonight. Okay, yeah, um, that, that, would be, that would be really cool. Um, See, he mentioned you, Jesus fuck. I, I should get going. All right, um, uh, yeah, bye. Bye. Zoom. I want to introduce him to Mosey and Carl. <gasps> I go up to my hotel room. How, how nice is this hotel room? What, what, what did the studio give me? The Chariot Hotel is pretty nice. Are they paying for the stuff out of the minibar? Probably not that. Do I have a... Do I get a meal voucher since I'm here on work? Probably. You also make your own goddamn food. This seems like a weird line of questioning. This is true. I forgot about that. Yeah, absolutely. You have a meal voucher. One, I, I think they would think it was suspicious if I just used none of the meal voucher. Sure, sure. So I ordered something from room service. A nice, uh, a nice piece of salmon. Yeah, of course. We have to have food. And then I, uh, in the group chat, I'm like, I met a kid's feedster. So I imagine, much like myself, that y'all have a lot of group chats with different combinations of people. Which fucking group chat is this to? Who is in this group chat? It's the same thing that Brandon does where Laserhawk's in the chat and he said something fucked up and he's like, fuck, wrong chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> group chat is the three of us plus Bethany and Rickard. You get uh, triple exclamation points from from Bethany. A uh, record we established was going to sleep a while ago. Yeah. Um. So he's he's not awake. Gray greenhorns. And I also I also texted Rickard and just to him, but like got home safe. But also check the group chat when you wake up. Another speedster is he related to Myra? Like she's the only speedster I know. So like all Atlanteans have the like it's a jump I think he would make. And I go I don't think so. And I go, there are other speedsters. I assume I haven't met, but I know of other speedsters, right? From your understanding, Hyperact is probably the fastest you're aware of. I, but this kid's young. I think 14, 15. I don't know. I didn't really see him without a mask on. Goes by Sonic Boom, by the way. But you know, A plus superhero name for a speedster. So Bethany is like, wow, that's just, that's really cool. Do you think, did you get any pictures? No, he, like I said, he's really young, so I, I'd want that to be his choice. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I did ask if he wanted to go by Union, uh, maybe the Union base here. So you mean a child, and the first thing you tell him to do is contact the military? Oh. Hey, hey, Union's not the military. They're a paramilitary organization. <laughs> oh, great. So there are two military organizations. We got a fucking pair of them. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, if it wasn't for Union, I would still think I was a post-human. I think at that point, Bethany goes, all right, I'm going to turn in for the night. 
hope you had fun at Thrash's party. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I saw a Derek. Great. Look, I've been trying to talk up Laserhawk, but it's hard when he doesn't know I actually know Laserhawk. Oh, yeah, no, because me saving the city every other fucking day doesn't help. I don't know. Don't promise Derek free beer ever, I guess. Oh, yeah, sure. Next time I'll just let the fucker die. Is kid got any form of contact information? I gave him my superhero phone number, but he said he wants to go pick up one of those for himself. And Brock just thumbs ups it. Uh, anything else that you're doing that night? I'm throwing up some Space Cadet while I wind down for the night. Uh, new Space Cadet or old? Old. New is making her sad right now because she's not working on it. Okay. Laserhawk, you're eventually make your way back, I imagine, from High Wind to Riverside. Yep, hop back on the choo-choo plane. Choo-choo plane. Choo-choo! Ruby, I'd like you to roll a filmmaking check. Ooh, that's pretty good. Especially because I put a lot into filmmaking. 24. The rest of your time, the next, like, two weeks, basically, working on Code of the Road goes so fucking smoothly and fantastically. You get more opportunities to bring tea to Helen Mirren. Nice. You get to work with Thrash. Johnny Action also thinks you're the coolest PA. He says that, like, on his next movie, he wants you to be his PA, like, his personal. I was like, that, that's really cool. I like that he's getting uh, people who make less money than him more work. And then, so two weeks later, uh, you're heading back to Riverside. I will say that you spent uh, Halloween at uh, in Hollywood. Oh, interesting. I'm sure I'm sure Thrash probably had you come to another party. You don't hear from Sonic Boom, though. I'm guessing, like, the Halloween's, like, with last second, and I was like, oh, I'm not. It seems like maybe something got extended, so it was I wasn't aware I would still be here for Halloween. The last minute, you get an extension that keeps you there just past Halloween, and uh, Thrash invites you to his, his Halloween party kind of last minute. So I end up using my powers to make myself a space cadet uniform. Amazing. And then I'm also gonna... I know enough union agents that I could go into a union base and be like, hey. As visual aid, you're a known entity. So I go and I'll be like, hey, I ran into like a a teen speedster uh, while I was here. Have you heard of this person at all? I'd have to check our records, Visual, but as far as I'm aware, we haven't had any uh, word about a, a teen speedster. He, no idea his real name. I got a code name, which is Sonic Boom. All right, I'll uh, I'll open up a file, see if we have anybody who's uh, aware of it. Yeah, but uh, if you do hear from him, can you just let me know? Because I'm heading back to the East Coast soon. Okay, yeah, sure. He He's pretty young, so I want to make sure he's not getting into anything too serious. You talk to Agent Paris Thomas? Thank you, Agent Thomas. And he gives you, like, like a reference number, you know, kind of deal. You can let people in Riverside know, like, they can look up, they can check on the file, and, and you know, or obviously you can you can message me, uh, and I'll see if I can find anything. Th- thank you so much. Uh, have a good rest of your day. You too. You know, again, not long after this encounter and the party, you head back to Riverside. Okay, this is because we're saying it's early November. Did we just give Ruby my birthday? Actually, due to your extension, you're going to get back on your birthday. It's early November now, and you're getting to Riverside. It's gotten pretty damn cold in the month you've been gone. Yeah, so I think Rickard probably borrows Kevin Lewis's car to come pick you up at the airport. I figured that, or I probably left the the keys to the visual van with him or Bethany. You left the keys to the visual van with Rickard. He comes and he picks you up. I assume you left it in non-visual mode, uh, so it doesn't have, like, your logo or anything on the side. Yes. And yeah, I was actually him and Bethany kind of pick you up. Is anybody else joining along? Yeah, I mean, our friend's coming back in town. I want to go. 
Uh, Laserhawk? Fine. <laughs> I'm really sorry that you have to drive to the airport. <laughs> That's why Brock's running it. To be fair, when this group gets together, some shit tends to go down. I've had exactly one good experience at an airport, and that was pre-9-11. The traffic around the Sousa airport is not particularly uh, difficult to get around. Robert, genuine question, is it a beautiful day in Riverside? Uh, I mean, I just said that it's getting to be, it's, it's early November, so it's fucking cold. Could still be sunny. Just the sun's like, you're not feeling the fucking sun. Here, here is what it's like today. It is sunny. Even with the sun, it's like mid-30s, and it snowed earlier this week. It's going to be a terrible day, shit. When I get in the van, oh, gang's all here. Also, it's so much colder here, and I make, like, another layer for me to wear. You East Coasters are weak. To be fair, uh, Ruby is from Texas. Oh, yeah, so you're even weaker. Come visit me in Texas in, in the sun. I'll watch you melt. Uh, Rickard starts kind of taking off. In terms of, like, in town... The airport is in the furthest, most northeast part of town. So, like, you'd have to go through the north end to get back to downtown. Let's all go to Jack's, like, to get some birthday drinks. Hey, let's go see Jackie Poo. I'm missing the old bastard in a while. Let's do it. Also, we can drop off my luggage because it's across the street from my place. And probably your van. Yeah. You know, park it back in the alley or wherever you normally put it. Heading back to your apartment, you park, you get your luggage undone. I imagine everyone kind of else kind of heads over to Jack's and maybe, like, checks uh, with him like while you're getting your stuff in the house i imagine that i help ruby out with her shit hey she's got record no i tell record to go have fun all right it's been like a month since i've seen you record's gonna get so much time alone with you it's almost like i like you or something ruby that's fair get to the apartment it looks pretty much the same as you left it although there are a lot more dishes yeah that tracks straight man am i right no it's bethany ruby goes you know record doesn't live here right Wait, you two haven't moved in yet? Haven't you- haven't you been a thing since, like, before I got here? And we weren't, like, even official at that point, really. Okay, but you have been for how long? Uh, it's been a couple years. We've definitely talked about it, but he works early so much. He has to get up so early all the time. Yeah, that's why you make him sleep on the couch. But then he could hurt his back. Not if you get a nice couch, which you can make. No couch is that nice. Uh, plus, Union pays for his place. The rent in this area has been going up so much. Maybe we've made it a little too safe. <laughs> so meanwhile, while they're having this conversation back in the apartment, the rest of you are heading. So it's uh, Yardak, Bethany, Rickard heading back to uh, Jack's. And you get in and you see uh, Jack and Pam are working at the bar. Pam gives you gives you the little, you know, up nod for friends. Uh, I give a big wave. Not like not like aggressively high, but like a, oh, hi, like, because I, I, I'm excitable. Jack sees you and he puts down like the stuff he was cleaning and he goes, oh, my gosh, Yardak, Bethany, Rickard, where, what brings you in? I'll say it's been a while. Does Bethany only have, a, does Bethany only drink with Ruby's in town? How often do you go to the bar by yourself? If I knew the bartender, I might go more often. No one wants me to answer that question. It's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I don't live across the fucking street from a bar. Bethany has a job. Bethany also, you probably have an alcohol stock at home of things you've made for, for her. So is Bethany's job just a social thing? Uh, freelance editing. I say a lot of it is at this point is starting to become her work on the social network. Hey, Jack, how's it going? Uh, how are things with Pam? She's settling in here, okay? Uh, and he kind of looks over at her and he kind of like nod, nods you over like, Oh? 
Um, yeah, things are, you know, things are pretty good around here. You know, I would say we, we've been remodeling. And if you look around, you do see like a lot of like the, uh, the walls mm-hmm. kind of like gestures over and walks with you towards some of, like, of the wall work that's been done. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like looking at the wall and he kind of says in a very low voice, Yardak, you, uh, you talked to Pam in a while. We train, uh, with Laserhawk at uh, his place every now and again. Uh, well, what's up? Uh, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's my imagination. It just seems like ever since she, uh, got back from Highwind, she's been, I don't know, a little distant, a little, uh, upset. Like, I can't quite gauge it. I don't, I don't know how to bring it up to her. You know, she's been working fine. You know, she hasn't been snippy with customers or anything. She just seems... Just like personally. Yeah. I just, you know, I just thought I'd bring it up. I just think you might want to, you know, someone should say something to her. You know, she seems a little, little off. Technically, I'm her employer. I just don't want to, I don't want to push any boundaries. I don't know her as well as the rest of y'all do. So I didn't feel it was my place. That definitely makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, I... I'll poke and prod a little bit, you know, see what's up if I can. Uh, but uh, I'll also give Laserhawk a heads up because I know they're two peas in a pod. That's all. That's all I wanted. Uh, and while y'all were having this conversation, Bethany and Rickard have been getting drinks from Pam and like, you know, just kind of getting the night started. Hey out there, Game Master RC here. Going to give you a quick rundown of the many things going on for the Mayhem cast. Last week, we released an article that Dan wrote about the rest of the -the behind-the-scenes team running Channel 7 News. Since we normally only get to see Sean Ortega, it's a fun expansion for that little corner of Riverside City. If you didn't get a chance to see it, we did another live stream, this one titled Generation Jarhead, Battle for the Technomancer's Lair. It's a story about teenage super soldiers in the year 2009. And for this little uh, romp into the past of the Mayhemverse, we were joined by our guest Claude from the Mutants and Masterminds community. We've also got our next stream scheduled as well. Redacted Rangers Making Spaceships Bright will be our 2023 holiday special and a return of the second squad of Rangers last seen in Operation Sunset. It'll be live on Wednesday, December 13th. And we'll be putting out a December calendar later this week, so be sure to keep an eye on our website for that. We'll also make a post about it on social media, of course. Also, we have a merch store now. We're on Teespring with some shirts, hoodies, stickers, and a comic cover as a poster. You should also take a moment to check out our friends at Queen's Court Games. Queen's Court is a multi-award winning actual play stream. They tell stories about broken heroes trying to save themselves, and occasionally, the world. Character focused, rules light, banter free, and never D&D, as they put it. You can find a link to Queen's Court Games and everything I just covered in our show notes. But for now, let's get back to the game. We'll say your plane arrived like mid-afternoon. Okay. Like so, like it's probably by the time you got back home and everything, like the sun's gone down because you know it's hell. Um, can we say I've wandered back to the across the street to the bar now? Yeah, absolutely. Hey Pam. Hey, hey Jack. Ruby. Oh my God. Get over here. Get over here. And he wants to give you, he's gonna give you like a big hug. While this is happening, Brock just slunks up to the bar and sits down. Hey, kid. Hey, boss. Free drink for my birthday? I think he goes, yeah, make one. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and you know, what he does, he looks at you and he gets real serious. And he crosses his arms and he goes, free drink? Trying to take advantage of a small business owner? And I, I shrug and go, well, I could just make one. And I like make a little shot. No, 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 no. We'll get, you'll get a shot of the good stuff. I still take the shot I just made. He goes and he goes to like the top shelf whiskey uh, and makes you like a whiskey sour. Like I don't think most people put top shelf whiskey in a whiskey sour. That is very nice of you, Jack. It's a pretty, you know, decently filled night. It's not busy, but. D- did my boyfriend get me anything for my birthday? 
Rickard takes you aside and pulls out like a little box and it's a beautiful like gold chain necklace. Cute. Oh. I put it on. And I go, oh, it's so pretty. And it's got a little ruby on it. Oh, I go, thank you, Alan, because I probably should call him that sometime. Happy birthday, Ruby. I give him a kiss. And uh, Jack says, all right, anybody get drinks, food? What's the plan? As I say, is this, this is the first stop on a crawl? I literally just got back into town, so I, th- I think this might be the main celebration. We here at Jack's love to help you celebrate. <laughs> Isn't that right, Pam? And Pam's like, yeah, yeah, we like to help you celebrate. Happy birthday, Ruby. Thank you, Pam. Just like about all that's happening, I'm just like in the back with like two little fruity drinks, one in each hand, and I'm just like, just vibing. Did you start up the little CD jukebox thing that they got? Oh, hell yeah. I got 20 bucks in touch tunes ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany gets like a martini and Rickard gets a drink. And, and what's Brock doing? It's a celebration. Mm-hmm. Brock is having a single glass of a responsible but sweet white wine. Ooh. I'm going to wait until I get back to the hunt to get fucking shitty drunk. <laughs> Ruby sees that and goes, oh, actually, can I have one of those too? You wanna sip it? See if you like it first? I mean, it's sweet white rind, so Ruby's gonna assume she does like it. Pam Porsche one says, that one's from me. Thank you, that's very sweet of you. I can't comp too many, but that one's from, that one's from me. And she goes to make uh, Bethany's martini, and uh, she starts like doing the little shaker thing, mm-hmm. when suddenly the shaker like busts, and a bunch like goes on the floor and on her pants and stuff, and she just slams her hand down on the counter and goes, fucking shit! Oh, you good, kid? Yeah, give me a minute. Jack, I'll be in the back. Throws it kind of in the, uh, in the sink. Throws the towel that she was trying to wipe up with and goes in the back. Being that, as Ruby has established, Brock and uh, Pam have a bit of a repertoire already, would it be possible for me to roll an insight check to see if I already know that some shit's up with Pam? Or am I going to have to, like, explicitly... With everybody here, I haven't had a chance to talk to Laserhawk yet to say, like, hey, I Jack told me. I'll let you roll an insight. Do you react at all when she goes in the back, Yardak? I, I notice what happened, and I'm just, like, like wide-eyed, like, jaw drop. Even though your Touch Tunes music is playing in the background, like, a bunch of people that were, like, at the various tables kind of stopped and looked. Just, like, as she's freaking out, Joan Jett, I love rock and roll, is playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. Like, is she okay? Uh, well, before I answer that question, I roll the 23. You've kind of noticed what Jack had to a certain degree, just in terms of her being more distant during training and stuff. Not about her being angry. No, something's been up with her in the past few days. Hey, Jack, you mind if I, uh, pop back there and have a quick word? And he gives you, like, a good nod. And, uh, he immediately, because it's just the two of them, he jumps in and he starts, like, taking people's orders and stuff. I mosey my way to the back. There is one cook back there, because they've actually been able to hire, like, a separate cook who's there sometimes. Damn. We, we really kept this, this small business in business. He kind of n- nods his head, like, he's, you've met before as a, well, you, you've seen each other before, he knows you're a regular, and he kind of nods his head back towards the office that, that Jack has. Steven. Dave. Oh. No, I like Dave more, because then we can eventually give him a friend named Buster. <laughs> wow. I clap Dave the chef on the shoulder, and uh, kinda, I, I shouldn't just walk in. I kind of give the office a bit of a gentle rap. Come in. Hey. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I just need a second. 
I'm not saying this as a grouchy old man trying to pry into your business. I say this to you as a friend. You've been off the past couple weeks. And if you need to talk about it, <laughs> I'm here for you. All right, uh, roll a persuasion check. I imagine just uh, has the energy of tap-tap on the shoulder. There, there. Yeah. I just rolled a fucking nat 20 on that for a 29 altogether. Season three, new Brock, new me. <laughs> she puts her hands down on Jack's desk, kind of just leans over, puts her head down. I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I really shouldn't have lost my temper. I just, uh. Hey, you have nothing to apologize to me for. Just talk to me. Going out to Highwind was the first time I had left Riverside in a couple of years. And it was the first time I left Riverside. First time I had a really good time and felt like the old me since my mom was killed. <sighs> a lot of that going around, huh? Yeah. I obviously don't know how you feel, but that was my first time willingly going back to Iowin since losing Anthony, so I I can sympathize, kid. They never caught her killer. Oh. Yet. We always thought it was her, her ex, but he had an alibi. I just I I I've never trusted him, and then I just found out a couple days ago that uh he got arrested like going for beating someone else up. I didn't know that about your ma. I know we've been working together for a while, and, and I just, there's some things I kept to myself still, you know? It's almost like we uh, work in a bit of a secretive business where it's hard to trust people, huh? Brock, it's not that I didn't trust you. I just No, no, no. I'm not saying that in an accusatory tone. I'm saying that to say I get it. So he's back out on the streets, and I just, it brought back a lot of, a lot of those thoughts, and then especially coming right after having a happy time, I just, I'm not doing great. Some emotional whiplash. I, again, I don't get it. I'm not you, I'm not in your head, but I can... Yeah, well, between her her dying and losing my scholarship, you know, that threw my whole life through, through a fucking ringer, and, and being Hornet, be, shit, 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 being Hornet. Just loud as fuck. Dave very much knows he's just seen us all so much. He's just like, eh, okay. Dave 100% knows. Dave 100% does not care. But just really helped get my head back on straight for, for a while. No, that's understandable, kid. That's why I wanted to go out. That's why, you know, I appreciated you being there to put me in check, you know, when I was getting started. Yeah, well, I just, uh, you know, I wish... Adam appreciated that more when I had it. Regina was my mom's name. Didn't she say her Regina. Brock in the back of his mind is like already in cop mode. I'm finding this killer. I remembered. Uh, well, so Re Regina was the name that, that she originally gave. Haha, -ha, I remember Lore. What is Pam's last name, though? It's never come up, but her last name is Brown. I guess we know it. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have known her last name. She, she I'll say Jack has to have like a a, a W two for her. Yeah, unless it's under the table. He's an above board kind of guy. 
Dave and and uh, Pam probably get tips that should be probably reported, but I should get back out there. Jack needs the help. It's going to get we're getting a rush time. You need anything, you have every way to get a hold of me, and you probably know three that I haven't even considered. Thanks for being there, Brock. Yep, that's what I do. Now get out here and get me drunk. <laughs> um, And she comes back out, and she gives Jack, like, a thumbs up. What's everybody doing to celebrate? What's it? Getting drunk, the fuck? Well, what's Dave making for everybody? What, what's what's Dave really good at? Oh, it's uh, any, like, dive bar. It's those, like, uh, make-your-own pizzas. I was, like, I was thinking loaded fries was my first thought. Ooh. Ooh. Fuck that. Give me a burger. Ring everyone else's grease off onto my burger. Ew. I could ask Jack if if they have if they know how to make fried pickles then. We're a bar. We can fry just about anything. That's fair. God, that's the sexiest thing I've ever heard a man say. <laughs> fried pickles and like a side of ranch. Uh the, one of those like the those shitty like uh frozen pizzas that like is just like no box, it just has like the plastic wrap around it. Really, everyone else is getting food made. You're getting food heated. Yeah. All right, that's fine. I say, listen, Dave can only do so many orders at once, so. And everyone's partying. Bethany's going a little wild. Bethany's like, where's uh, where's Ulrich been? Oh, forever too far. Zoo. Shut up. He's based out at that big base in Washington. And so, yeah, the party's going pretty smooth. When, Yardak, you get a text. Well, here's where it all goes to shit, boys. I, I look at the text. What does it say? It's from Ruth Day. <gasps> yes. Tell her to get over here and celebrate my birthday. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, it says, Yardak, are you available? So, yeah, we're all done at Jack's Pub celebrating uh, Ruby's birthday. You should come down. Okay. Um, I've got some information to go over with you. Uh, semi-sensitive? Is is there, you know, would you be able to talk there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's just us and Jack's in the know. And yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. You know. I would imagine we're at a dive bar. I don't think there's many other people here, right? It's a pretty busy night. Okay. Like, not not packed. Well, the like worst comes to worst, I can give you the keys. You can run across the street to my place. Oh, uh, true. And also, the more people, the less that will be overheard. I'll be there in, like, 15 minutes. Perfect. Can't wait to see you. Your food all comes out. It's real delicious and whatnot. Uh, Dave does come bring it out and serve it to you. And he puts a little uh, Atlantean flag on yours, Yardak. <gasps> Hell yeah. I'm about it. Where do Atlanteans wave their flags? There's no wind. Oh, I was going to say, underwater, they probably have more, like, banner tapestry things on their on their buildings. Yeah, but also currents. Uh, Ruth uh, shows up, and she just looks kind of like normal day clothes this time. You know, you notice that every time you've seen her recently, uh, none of her clothes are, like, too baggy. Uh, she looks fully rested. Yeah, she, she's all jazzy now. I was like, like, she's not, like, dressed up right now, but, like, you know, you used to see her, and she would have, like, coffee stains and, and stuff, you know, just because she's always running around. Like, like her work uniforms would be clean, but everything else kind of fell to shit. <laughs> Mood. Um, but yeah, so, so she comes on in and she sees you and she's carrying like a, a manila envelope. Oh, okay. I, and I, I see her as soon as she comes in, I see her and I wave her over and I like, I have a drink and I'm like, here you go. Shaking it like. And she rolls her eyes and she downs it. Oh, God. It was... She's like, oh, my God. It wasn't even a shot. It was a full drink. And she's just like, glug. You're like, what was that? It was delicious, right? I don't know. What the fuck would I give her? A Mai Tai. Uh, yeah. Can we can we talk? And she looks over and she sees like one table like in a corner that's available. Yeah, for sure. Let's get down to business real quick and then we can get back to the party. Ever since our little encounter last month, I talked to Peyton, Alice Peyton, the, uh, the head of SAS. Mm-hmm. When I got authorization, they have been keeping tabs on Yartrav. Oh, 
what's going on? Well, you know, he said he was on the up and up, and 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 for the most part, that seems right. But we noticed a few days ago he's been going back and forth to the Atlantean colony. Uh, looks like he's been doing some work, doing some like construction. Mostly seems to be keeping to himself. But the other day he was approached by a group of other Atlanteans. You know, nobody that we have a record of, but some real rough and tumble looking guys. Oh God, not this insurrection shit again. She shows you like some surveillance pictures. Like he seems like he's waving them off. He doesn't really want to associate, but they keep like following him. Uh, do we have any intel on who these people might be? No, that's why I wanted to meet with you because you know we don't really have much records of Atlanteans other than the ones that have been previously established. When you look at these pictures, roll a perception check. Uh, Ten, eighteen. So the thing that you notice, so most Atlanteans, not everybody, but a lot of them have tattoos. Like, your, you know, Yardak himself has tattoos. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you notice is that this guy has an Atlantean military tattoo like you do. Mm-hmm. But you notice it's one that has, looks like another tattoo over it of like claws ripping through. And you recognize that as a sign of, of insurrectionists, at least one of the factions. You don't believe it's the faction that Yar Trav was associated with, but at least like one of them. My plan after seeing this, uh, and I'm going to tell Ruth, is, well, you know, after uh, we saw him the other day and he was truthful apparently then and uh, from the pictures, looks like he's still rebuffing their advances. Maybe like approach him and say, I know you're trying to be on the up and up and these guys certainly aren't. So, you know, if you want to like work together, we can kind of squash this and then that way you can live your life. We can live ours. Okay, yeah. If that if that's what you think is best, I just that's why I wanted to put it in on your radar. Peyton's ready to move on in. You know, she she seems real gun ho about keeping uh, him from from pulling anything. So far, it's uh, he's two for two on uh, apparently, at least on the surface, telling the truth. So, I mean, if he wants to live a good life and leave that behind him, then I mean, more power to him. And I'd like to help because, you know, he has strong feelings about Atlantis. So hopefully we can turn those into good feelings. He can actually be something of a support. She puts the stuff back in the envelope. She's like, do you want to take this with you? Oh, I do. And, and thanks so much. It's actually uh, it's actually kind of nice to see that uh, he does appear to be telling the truth, especially after everything that happened in Atlantis. It's, it's nice to see that maybe something good could happen from everything. And then I point to the photo. I'm like, especially this guy here. We have the same tattoo, but he covered his with this stupid claw mark that makes him think he's somewhat of a badass, but he'll learn. I'm glad I got to come out with you. What do you guys, what's going on here tonight? It's, uh, it's Ruby's birthday, and she just got back, and uh, we're celebrating. Um, we just got here not too long ago, so, I mean, perfect timing, as always, with you. Serendipity, huh? Okay, cool. I'm going to go up to the bar and get some something to drink. Probably another one of those Mai Tais. I'm t- yeah, they're good, aren't they? Brock's spot at the bar is right next to where you all were talking. Ruth has now walked away, and she's going up to the bar. Well, I guess I'll lean over. So is that anything important, or is it totally cool that I zoned out? No, I mean, actually, uh, it seems to be something that could potentially be kind of positive, uh, which, knock on wood. Oh. Because, yeah, it's always seems something's going to shit in Atlantis, and it actually, hopefully, appears like Yartrav might be turning a new leaf. Huh. Mazel tov. I mean, he could always just be throwing us for a loop, but, you know, yeah, here's hoping. Don't even fucking put that out in the world right now, Yardak. Ah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'll, I'll take a win when I can get one. Ruth went to the bar, she's getting food, She says, and she says, hey, Ruby, happy birthday. Thank you. And I, I'm like, you look like you're doing good. Yeah, life is great right now. You know, Sass is making some big moves, and things are finally stabilizing for me. Nice, I'm glad. Have you talked to Mo in a while? 
Not a little bit. Uh, we text occasionally just to see like what he's up to, but not not a second. Okay, well, he's living out in San Francisco now, so I've just been, you know, kind of keeping up with him. I don't, you know, it's, uh, we're obviously we're on different time zones now, but uh, he seems like he's doing good. I wanted to go see him, but like I uh, didn't have a rental car out in L.A. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a nine hour drive. I don't think anybody would expect you to go rent a car and drive all the way just to say hi. And so what, el- what else do you do to celebrate the rest of your night on your birthday? I'm regaling them with stories of L.A. and I'm... Uh, your buddy Thrash Howard. My good buddy Thrash Howard, apparently. Johnny Action wants me as his personal PA, which also saying all these names out loud is making me realize how ridiculous they are. You spent the last month working on a movie called Code of the Road. I don't know what you expected. Also, Helen Mirren is a delight. And then I go, oh yeah, I saw, I kind of saw Raina a little bit via video call. That woman has lived a life. She really has. Uh, she's still with, uh, what was his name? Wilhelm? Wilhelm Jensen. Wilhelm Jensen. Uh, is it her bodyguard that we decided was her love interest? Yes. Oh, they are, right? It was, it's, it's canon now, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's heavily implied. The only space canon actor I know that doesn't usually do conventions because it gets in the way of her life as, you know, a diplomat. And I tell them about all the cool Hollywood parties I went to. I wish you guys could have been there, too. I was thinking maybe if they call you back out there, I can see if Lewis be able to spare me for a few weeks and I can go out to the L.A. office. That would be great. It was, oh, it was so hard not seeing you for so long. I give him another kiss. Yeah, I think you start winding down the night. Rickard asks if you want to go back to his apartment. Sure. And uh, I think at that point, around the, when the night's ending, you uh, you hear from Yaradamo, mm-hmm. uh, Yardak, that he's been at the colony all day and he's on his way home. Uh, perfect. I'll see you when you get here. And I, I have some, I guess, potentially positive uh, good news to tell you. I, I tell him, say hey for me. Yeah, and it's like, I imagine it's the Ripplecom, so it's like, you know. You oh, know. yeah, so then like Ruby, like a blob of Ruby's head just pops in. Yeah, I just lean over. Hi! Happy birthday, Ruby. Thank you. Do they have some weird, like, name day in for Atlanteans? This is Rachel asking, not Ruby. My first instinct is that Atlanteans don't, are really old. It's like, whatever, until you're an elder. Like, you're born, basically, like, your bat mitzvah, like, you're a teenager, and then, like, They'll acknowledge it, but it's not celebrated like it would be for us. Look, we got a lot less of these. That's fair. That's why I think, like, you know, it's not familiar to him, but he understands. Pam tells you, Brock, hey, I think I'm going to go out on patrol tonight, but I think I just want to be solo. You need backup. You got my number, kid. Oh, God. She's about to fuck up some poor, unsuspecting civilian that's doing barely, like, the stealing a bag of chips. Bethany's going back to the apartment. She goes, have fun, you two. Yeah, yeah. Don't stay up too late working. I know you. I I did all my editing for the day. I've had way too much to drink. Although, I've gotten good feedback on some of my drinking edits. Oh, no. Wear protection. Don't need any little razzle-dazzles running around. I mean, actually, unless Laserhawk says something different, I'm assuming you're going back to the Laser Hut. I mean, where the fuck else am I going to go? I say, technically, there's a free room at Ruby's right now if you don't want to have to hop. No, no, I'm good. I can go back to my own hut. By the late 1960s, the post-human problem had become an open secret to the most powerful folks in America, and it was decided that they would need to be relocated if that secret was ever to be kept. 
with Thunder Thunderneath Highwind City, Michigan already being excavated in a massive mining operation where elements like Teslite and Asgardian steel were being harvested. It was decided that this would be the location of the mutated technological dystopia now known as the Underground. The Underground opened in 1976 and by the start of the 1980s close to a half a million people either chose to live there or more likely were herded there by governments, police, and other forms of angry mob. Major corporations like the Okada Zaibots who realized that the Underground's lack of protection and regulations could be very lucrative for them, and the Borough of Neonglo was built in 1984 as a response to that. Neonglo had come to embody the Underground's high-tech, low-life image, a playground of corporate greed and technological hedonism that, itself, would culminate with the creation of Manimals and the founding of a hidden borough called the Zoo in the year 2000. Of course, that's not to say that nobody has the best interest of the Underground at heart. In fact, since the birth of the Underground, a mysterious pacifistic figure known simply as the Underguard has invested millions of hours and billions of dollars into taking care of the mutants and freaks of the Underground. While rumors of the Underground have floated through the Great Lakes region at least since the 1980s, the United States government has denied the existence of the Underground up until a few years ago, and they still tend to take a very hands-off approach. So long as the Corpos keep collecting and paying sales tax and none of their experiments to go on to terrorize the sunny side, they're more than happy to let the Underground exist as its own terrarium of corruption and desperation. This Intel Drop is brought to you by Pope Brandon Brownson. Hey, I got a new single out. It's called Bad Street USA. Go check it out on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, wherever you listen to music. I'm there. When Yardama gets back to the cave, Yardak, what are you telling him? As soon as he gets in, like, I mean, obviously greet him with a hug and a kiss and then immediately grab, like, the packet of uh, stuff that Ruth gave me and then really excited, like, tap on the picture, like, look, 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 look at this. Insurrectionists here on land? I know, I know, which, like, yes, that's bad, but it's Yardrav, and he, he's rebuffing their advances. I'm, I'm, I'm astounded at this. Peculiar behavior. It matches with some rumblings I've been hearing. I've been hearing Yardrav's name come up on occasion, in, in a positive light, for that matter. You have? Because uh, after we saw him that night with Ruth, and then now this, like, I'm, I'm just, I, I can't wrap my brain around it. It seems like he is not involving himself much in the colony. He's been spending most of his time on land, but... The few times he has come, people have said that he has been helpful. Once we ran into him, I decided to start asking. Once is an incident, two is a coincidence, and three is a pattern. I'm, I'm so happy about this because, God, he's been an enemy for so long to finally maybe have him on our side. It, uh, that, that could, it spells great things for Atlantis, great things. I could have, have my friend back. I hope that we're right about this. It would be as much as we did not agree with his viewpoint. Getting him on your side could help sway those who would otherwise be looking at these, and he points to the others in the picture, other factions. So, I mean, maybe if he's seeing the light, then other people can too. Something I'll have to monitor. I'll ask around about these individuals. I, I do not recognize them. They're obviously some kind of former military. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too with the tattoo. And uh, when Ruth was telling me about it, she said that Sass didn't have any information about them either, so... Maybe they've been kind of underground this whole time, or maybe they're just, they're a new faction. What about your friends at Union? Uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to them just yet. I can forward the files to uh, Rickard and have him send them up through the channels. Um, yes, I'll, I'll look into it tomorrow as well. 
I have been on my feet all day, though, so I think it is time to to go to bed. Now, let me sweep you off those feet, big boy. What, are you picking him up bridal style? Hell yeah, taking him right to the bed. So the next morning, you're waking up. What is everybody doing? I don't need to hear. I don't need to hear about your limp, Yardak. <laughs> nah, I use my I use my little Healy power. Oh my god, no! Fine, I keep it there. I kind of like it. I'm having a sweet, wholesome breakfast in bed with Rickard. What did he make you? He made you whatever your favorite breakfast is. Uh, he made some poached eggs for me because Ra- Rachel can't make poached eggs, so I'm gonna make my fictional boyfriend be able to make them. Uh, Yardak, what are you doing this this fine November morning? Uh, go, uh, after waking up and, you know, just putt-putting around the cave, we, uh, have ourselves a little morning swim and then, you know, a little walk about town, grab, grab a quick bite. Oh, and then also I, I have since forwarded the stuff to, uh, record. I want to say, I also, I'm drinking some Gatorade to get rid of that hangover, because Yardak's not here. And what about Laserhawk? Wake up, feed dogs, turn on news scanner, just another day for me. Yardak, you find out record forwarded your stuff to... Kevin Lewis, Kevin calls you and asks you to come in to the office. Oh shit! Now maybe they do know something. Okay, um, I'll bring Yardama with me, and I want to I want to show him the text and be like, "Hey, maybe they know something. Uh, come with me." And you guys get to the Union base, and Lewis is there, and he waves you into his office. Yardamo, good to see. You. I haven't I didn't know you'd be coming. And Yardamo shakes his hand. Yeah, Kevin. No, uh, we were just having ourselves a just a pretty lazy morning, but uh, yeah, I'm, uh, eager to hear what you have to say. We don't have much about these Atlanteans, though we also had them, uh, we also caught some surveillance of them as well. I just wanted to confirm, you know, I saw the files. These are from, from SAS, correct? Yeah, yeah, I got them from a friend of mine. I don't know if they know about Ruth, so I'm trying to not blow up her spot. But yeah, no, uh, I got I got them from a friend of mine uh, yesterday, and uh, from from the looks of things, uh, this character here, and I point to your Trav, who was uh, one of the insurrectionists in Atlantis, uh, Seems to be turning a new leaf, but uh, then we got uh, some new weeds in the garden. When he points at the other three, you know, the guys, the one has the tattoo and the other two guys that were talking to Yara Trav. We don't have their names yet, but we saw that these three, they've been regularly meeting with a group of about seven others. From the colony or elsewhere? Do not appear to be those from the colony. Okay, good. But other Atlanteans have been trying to figure them out. They, they seem to be keeping rather low profile. Do, do you know where they meet? Along the docks, but further up towards the suburbs. I plan to have a talk with Yartrav, and uh, I don't know, maybe uh, he, Yaradamo, and I can do a little recon and uh, see what we can figure out. See if uh, Yartrav is really on our side. Gotcha. I mean, he's a former insurrectionist, but if you trust him, we'll, we'll lean on your familiarity. Well, before he was an insurrectionist, he was my friend. So I'm, I'm hoping that no matter what, that's still there. And especially after these three separate incidences, I'm hopeful that... He has seen the positive future that Atlantis could have. I hope you're right. That's not the main thing I brought you in today. I wanted to talk to you about Sass. Oh, what about him? I'm asking you to be cautious. This is not anything official from Union. This is not a directive. This is, I know how Betsy feels about them, and and I know how they've been in the past. And so again, I'm just saying that you should be cautious. The fact that they're working with you is honestly surprising to me. Uh, why? They have garnered a bit of a reputation for being, for the most part, a human-only affair. They've just recently let their first post-human in their ranks. Oh, so human-only, human-only. Maybe your friend has been able to help them turn a new leaf, but they've been a combination of, you know, lack of a better term, xenophobic and violent. 
their methods tend to be much more brash and abrasive compared to our own. And that's saying something. Well, I mean, if they're coming to me now and they're letting a post-human in, um, uh, maybe the unstoppable force meets the immovable object and we'll sharpen each other's steel. And hell, maybe it's a new way forward for everybody. Uh, Laserhawk, meanwhile, you've gotten a text from Pam that says, Brock, I think I need your help. Uh, and she gives you an address. It's in the north end. It's it's about halfway, I'd say, like northeast between you and the airport. Do you need Brock or do you need Hawk? I need my friend. I'll be there. And uh, yeah, I rush over as quickly as I can. And when you get there, you see her up on a rooftop, kind of pacing. Ankin. Hey, Laserhawk. Are you okay? And she gestures over across the street to another apartment. He's in there. I found him. Oh, I see. What are you thinking? Every instinct in me wants to just jump over there, bash his head in. I knew how violent I was when we first met. And I know that wouldn't honor the Hornet name. And I know somewhere I think I know that's not going to make me feel better, but I really want to do it. Can I show you something, kid? Sure. Hop on my back. She gives you a weird look and she goes, okay. Just trust me. And she jumps on your back. And do me a favor. Don't tell the other two I can do this yet. And I fly up. Excuse me? Which would you be fly? And so basically a bunch of laser energy builds up around your feet and starts pushing out like thrusters, lifting you high into the air. How high are you going? I have many questions. High enough to where we could get a good look in the city. And you kind of use that to, those thrusters to kind of maintain your altitude. I want you to take a good look around. I want you to think about how many people who you have helped. I don't even necessarily mean saved. I mean just helped. Now, anytime you feel that urge, that violent, bubbling urge, think about this. Think about all of the people who you have helped. At least that helps me. I think after she gets over the initial like shock of how are you doing this? When did you start being able to do this? You hear her breath steady and she holds you a little tighter in a hug. Oh, how you keep the secret from me. Pat her hand, man. Thanks. I, I knew calling you was the right move. But now that we're up here, I've got an idea. Yeah. And she lets go. Hello? And she activates the wingsuit and starts gliding down. Okay, that's that's pretty badass. But she's doing, like, wide circles. I kind of, like, get right up next to her to where I'm, like, following. Hey, cool idea. Would have been real fucking neat if you told me. Where's the fun in that, old man? You didn't tell me about your new trick. Alright, yeah, you got me there. As you slowly just kind of glide back towards the ground, and since you're up so high, you're able to control that glide to land out front of the laser hut. <sighs> so you want to stop in for lunch? I've had, like, a protein bar today. Yeah, let's do it. Just so you know, 
I started looking into your mother's case last night. I would like to help you find closure. If you are not okay with that, say the word, I will stop. I'll let you look into that. I'm still not at a place to, to do that. Thanks, Brock. You start to eat lunch and everything, and you're finishing up when all three of you get a text from Sean Ortega. And? Yeah? I'm out on a boat near the colony, and it looks like something's going down. I'll be there immediately. And Yardamo and I take off. Uh, I'll get down there as soon as I can. Did we take the van to Rickard's place? Uh, you were drinking, so I assume not. I don't know how I'll get there, but... Is, uh, where is the new union office comparatively to water? <laughs> it's in the middle of downtown, so I mean, like, it, it, with the way downtown is, like, you can technically go in any direction. If you're trying to get to the water that's closer to the colony, you'd go, like, southeast. Technically, Rickard's apartment is, uh, very close to there, because he lives near the union base. Okay, we, I guess we could get them and then, uh, head towards the water, and then- Either that, or I'll jump on the back of Rickard's motorcycle. Remember, the, it, this is, like, a mile out into the ocean is where you gotta get to. Oh, then- Hey, fish boy, come get me. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we you can use us as human hoverboards. I mean, I just figured that she would make like a raft and one of y'all would like pull her or something. Yeah. That too. Jet ski. Not an actual jet ski because you can't do the motors, but like the jet ski frame. W- water skiing is basically what you're describing. But that'll get you all wet. This I figured would be less, less splashback on you. I'll make dry clothes when I get there. All right. And then what about you, Laserhawk? <sighs> so, how well does that suit handle water? Uh, I mean, it's not waterproof. Certainly, you can go in the water without failing, if that's your concern. I wouldn't exactly want to be swimming in it for long term. The thing to know about the colony, too, is it's basically like an artificial barge. Oh. Some people live underneath it in the water. A bunch of people live on top of it in like the space. Of, like, is it like a, a floating? I would say it's not a city. So it's more like going to a boardwalk as opposed to going to Atlantis. Absolutely, exactly. Okay. Okay. I would say, if anything, I would imagine there's probably buildings, like, on both sides, some above water and some underwater on the underside of it. So, apparently, there's some shit going down at New Lantis right now. New Lantis? (laughs) You wanna come with, or you wanna keep the city safe just in case that decides to burn down, too, while we're gone? I think I can help. I mean, if you want me to be there, if you want me to be here, I can be. It's, It's your call. Up on my back, kid. So, the two of you head on out. So I'm water skiing to get there. Yeah, you're water skiing. <laughs> and as you're getting closer, you can see there is a bunch of smoke rising from part of the facility. Oh, that's comforting. And as you get closer, you hear the sounds because you've heard them before. You've all heard them before. You get you hear the sounds of Atlantean weaponry, like discharging. Yep, love this for me. Not getting fucking flashbacks or nothing. Do current Atlantis weapons sound a lot like future Atlantis weapons? Yeah, there wasn't really much technological advance in that in that time period. We've established that we can like talk within the limits of the city at least with this fucking thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not tower based or anything. So as long as you're within like uh, you know within like I'd say probably a couple miles of each other. Ruby, Yardak, you guys get that? <sighs> yep. Yeah, it's always fucking something. I was having a damn good day too. All right. Pam and I are practically there. Just wanted to make sure it wasn't just us. Rickard made me breakfast in bed, and now I'm water skiing off the back of Yardak? Yeah, yeah, congratulations. You had a better morning than me. Shut up and help me. I'm gonna look at Yardak. I'll be like, can you heal the rest of my hangover? I give her a quick one, because I, w- I want her in battle-ready condition. All right, so we've got Hornet. We've got the three of you plus Hornet and Yardamo. 
presumably, if uh, Sean Ortega knows, other people probably know too. But as far as you're aware, it's just the five of you heading into this. And as you're getting closer, you can also see like, like a small personal fishing boat um, off the coast of this thing. Is the one who's doing the attacking? No, no, you can see that's where Shauna and her cameraman Kenny are. Mm, so I'm thinking size-wide, like the boat they're on in like uh, Jaws. Yes, uh, maybe even a little smaller than that. Okay, I was thinking not like not tiny, but not huge either. Seaworthy to be out there, but like, you know, it's not a battle cruiser or any kind of yacht or anything like that. I want to make clear that it's pretty small. So you're getting there and basically you see like some Atlanteans have fled. You see a couple that are taking up their own arms. And then you see this group of 10 kind of like spread out around this place. But they're armed. Uh, most of them have like the Atlantean like laser rifles. Some of them have spears like yours, Yardak. A couple of them are throwing runes. Is it pretty obvious to tell who is an Atlantean who's part of this group and who is an Atlantean who picked up something to start fighting back? Yeah, you'd feel pretty confident. Like pretty much all the ones that are that look like they're probably fighting back are using the spears, whereas the troublemakers are using a combination of guns and spears and other weapons too, like what you saw Yardane's crew using. Do I see like a group of civilians who were obviously just trying to like fight back slash maybe get cover too? You see it a group that's actually taking fire and they're trying to like hide behind some stuff, but it's all deteriorating from all the damage. I gotta make a wall for them. And Laserhawk, what are you up to? I guess it's time for the Laserhawk to start dive bombing for fish now, isn't it? It's my other new power. But I just for the record, for for Ruby's reaction, are you flying in? Yes. So Ruby, you look up and you see just jets of, of laser energy coming off of Laserhawk's feet as he's flying through the air. What the fuck? And you also see me throw the it's official now, it's part of the loadout, plasma grenade in the closest dickhead. Alright, and Yardak, what are you doing? I'm getting so righteously pissed the fuck off. I'm in the water and then I just kinda like shoom! Am I still attached to him as he's doing this? If you've made the wall, I've been imagining that like you've like he dropped you off on the edge of this thing. I wanna like launch myself up out of the water, and then while I'm falling through the air angle myself and Super Monkey Ball into a group of them. Meanwhile, out on the boat, Shauna directs Kenny on where to get good shots of, like, basically all of you incoming. This is Shauna Ortega with Channel 7 News. With this exclusive report, there's an attack on the Atlantean colony just off the coast of Riverside. It looks like some local heroes, the Riverside Hive, have decided to intervene. Chapter 74. Better not to strike at it. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. Be sure to check out our friends at Queen's Court Games and the latest single by Pope Brandon Brownson. Links for both are in the show notes. For those of you who are already thinking about our merch store, you can use the code EARLYHIVE, all one word, for 10% off. That deal will be going until the end of December, so what a great way to get some masks and mayhem in your holiday season. The episode was written, produced, and compelled to bring justice by myself, R.C. Byler, with production assistance by Brandon Brownson. Our logo art is by Jen Evans, and our font is by A.J. Eisen. Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. Additional social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.
I didn't did want to yell because I was like, you're going to have to edit this. But uh, imagine my yell was like a. <sighs> I love that. I actually was like, oh, it's actually Ruby's birthday celebration now because you made it when I decided Ruby's birthday was. That worked out perfectly because there was a lot of threads that I had going on in this episode, but I was like, I didn't really have some things that were going to connect all of you back together. And I was like, that's perfect, actually. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's Ruby's birthday. It's like actually makes sense that everyone would be like, oh, yeah, we should go see Ruby. Uh, what do you think about the reveal of the hive? Yeah. Solid. I wasn't expecting it to be in this episode. Yeah, you guys have said repeatedly you wanted Shauna to be the one that did it. Yeah, I I think I... I like when hero names, especially team names, come from, like, the media as opposed to, like, the group. And so, yeah, what did we think of tonight's episode? Yeah, it was cutesy. I like that we actually established Ruby's birthday by making it early November, and I had always said, like, let's just make her my birthday, because I'm not, never going to remember it then. So she's younger than you, but has the same birthday. Younger than me, but has the same birthday, because, again, I would never remember. My mom and my aunt have the same birthday, but they're four years apart. And my one of my cousins was born has the same birthday as my grandma. I don't think I rolled a single thing tonight. Yeah, no, there was no need to. Good shit. I rolled one. I rolled a filmmaking check. We're gonna, say, we're gonna be rolling a whole bunch next time, but yeah, it's combat, bitches. Uh, Sonic Boom seems adorable, but he should text me back. Damn, I say you're getting mad at children. I want to make sure the child is okay. Not that we finally have a team name. I, I I really hesitated at the end there because you said about uh, Pam staying back, and I was like, oh, she absolutely can, but I was like, oh, it just feels right that she should be there when they get to, when y'all get the name. Yeah. No, I left that entirely within the realm of like, hey, DM, are you gonna fuck us? And you decided nay. Hornet being there can't save you. Uh, if I want to wreck you, you're gonna get wrecked. Okay, but I feel slightly better knowing that we have two backups today. Hornet being somewhere can wreck me emotionally, as we've established in season one. Particularly for the people that were not present for the scene, what everyone's thoughts were for Pam's arc this episode. So fucking depressing. Oh my god. Uh, can I give Pam a hug? Does she like hugs? Literally. Pam seems like a hugger. Okay. Then when Ruby hears this backstory, Ruby's gonna ask Pam if she wants a hug. All right, but any other thoughts about it? Like, you know. I would say it makes a lot of sense for Pam. It doesn't seem to have family around, and I know her, her, I know her life's been rough. Yeah, you can't be a true uh, superhero without having a dead parent or two. Ruby has two, two living parents. Keep that shit to yourself. I wanted to make sure that you felt the ties back to her initial joining as well. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense because she was a little out of control when he first met her. It's something that I had actually at the time expected would come up sooner, but a lot of other things in season two kind of just took precedence eventually. And it wasn't something I knew to ask about. (laughs) I was a little surprised that no one ever asked more about her. You never ask a superhero about their fucking tragic backstory. Brock Balea knows that than any of you bitches. I like that that was how the Brock can fly reveal happen. <laughs> <laughs> Is it was it flying or did you just like shoot? No, your... I can fly, bitch. He's full on Iron Manning. Okay. Ruby has so many fucking questions, by the way. Also, so does Rachel. Like I was genuinely expecting that to be like some big dramatic action set piece, but like it's so apropos for what I'm trying to do with Brock as a character that. 
this big reveal didn't happen in like a moment of like desperation or anger, but a moment of like emotional clarity and maturity. But you, we kind of got our cake and ate it too, though, because it happened during a big action sequence for like Ruby and Yardak. Ah, uh, yeah, fair point. I genuinely had no prediction for what you were going to do, like in response to learning information. Like, I figured you would talk her down. I, t- I figured you weren't going to say, fuck off and get over it. But still, I didn't know how you would respond. Your reaction to that was, like, one of my favorite moments I've had on the show. That was fucking money. All right. Uh, final thoughts. Laserhawk. <sighs> Brock needs a nap. Brock just woke up and he's already tired. All right. Uh, final thoughts. Yardak. Well, I was having a superb fucking day. Yeah, I also want to point out that it's November on the open ocean. Oh, God. Nah, fine for me. I have cold resistance. I can make a parka. Hornet's probably fine in the suit. Uh, Visual aid, final thoughts. Ruby's glad to be back in town, but also I'm really good at my job. Yeah, yeah, people, people recognize and appreciate you.